so hey welcome back to gab with when this is episode 15 that has a title already first time we had a title Mm -hmm. before we even recorded this will be entitled no romance without finance and i have (laughs) and i have the og okay the og from episode one back in the building Miss Slim. Hey, y'all. It's Frugal Slim in the house. This is my episode. I don't know if they know that you're frugal. Girl, we mentioned it like on three, two episodes. Okay. Well, I don't think it was like a big talking point, but yes. No, I I sprinkled it in. Okay. You sprinkled it in. I made it rain. You made it rain. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you didn't make it or maybe you made it rain pennies. No. Yeah. (laughs) I made it hell. Okay. It hailed pennies. No dollars. Okay. No 20s. No Benjamin. No. Just pennies. Okay. Got it. All right, so it's episode 15. We're we're doing this. Remember we started on Martin Luther King Day? Oh, man! Yes, we did. Um, happy birthday, Martin Luther King. Um, and here we are in towards the end of June. Yeah. Episode 15. So, you know, I don't and know. And still single. True that. Still single. We are living Single. Yes. So um <laughs> hey, this is this is this is why we started, right? We said yeah. we want to put ourselves out there in 2018 and this is a part of the journey. It is a journey. I will give you that. It's it's a journey. So I'm drinking uh some Chardonnay. Mm. You're drinking water. Yes. Um because we were talking before this and I was like, girl, you want me to talk about stuff? I'm gonna need to drink. We need certain people to get Loose, loose, baby. Get low, get low, get low. Okay, so um, wanted to get your feedback on a couple of episodes that have happened because um, oh, for everyone, you know, I think last time Kimmy talked about me having a birthday brunch at the hip hop spot. Well, so that fabulous. did happen already. Hey, fabulous! Um, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, uh, there were a couple of episodes. Mr. ATL came up here, yes. and we had a couple of episodes. And so I wanted to get your feedback um, because we talked about a lot of interesting things. You guys did. We really did. Yeah. Um, so episode eleven was called ATL Meets Brooklyn. So it was Mr. ATL meeting my sister plus Bob. And you mentioned that you thought that Bob's Bill Cosby theory was interesting. Yeah, it sounded like a conspiracy theory. It sure did. I'll just be blunt. It sounded slap-ass crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, 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 wait. Put some context on it. Put some context on it. What was his theory? Let's remind people who maybe did listen to that episode. Okay. Yes, we're talking about Bill Cosby. Which episode was this? Because people should really go back and listen True. to it. True. It was 11. Because I think I told you, I thought this was your best episode. You did tell me that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I thought it was, you know, because it had the male perspective. But you know, okay. Someone, uh, she doesn't have a name yet, but we're going to call her Peggy because that's what Kimmy nicknamed her. But she told me she's not oh, going to be Peggy. She's not going to be Peggy. I know who Peggy is. Yeah, you she's know who down. she is. So she, she is down. But that's not going to be her name. And she <laughs> did not like that episode. Oh. She thought that the two of them were very aligned in their thinking. They didn't have very different thinking. She thought they were both very conservative. She thought that they both were very conservative. Oh, well, because they weren't down with the pegging. Not just with that, just the different things in general. We're talking about Bill Cosby. And um, I think we had, there was a comment that Bob made about women being bisexual, that, right. that women have sexual fluency and men don't. I was like, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. Well, and did you guys touch on the topic of transgender people too? Yes, we did. We did talk about, yes. So she thought, she thought that they were very conservative and they were very 
aligned and um, they both, I can disclose, well, Bob grew up in a very religious household and Ismail is, you know, I don't know if he grew up in a religious household, but he is definitely, um, I would say devout Muslim as well. So yeah. So she felt like they were very aligned from like a Judeo Christian background. Well, I have to admit then I'm, I felt their opinions were aligned with a lot of my views. Okay. They were not with me, but fully. But anyway, let's let's. I know. Re- I was like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Girl. <laughs> now we're testifying, girl. <laughs> I <laughs> said, preach, Bobby. Except for about Bill Cosby. Oh, Lord. Okay, let's go back to his Bill Cosby theory. So, what was his theory again? It he, was. He said he a, was set up. Yes. Black child. Black and y'all know I just learned about Black Twitter the other day, so I said, what the hell is this? <laughs> he, did. he did. And I was like, wait, you know he's been accused for crimes like 40 years ago, right. and Twitter's been around yeah. less than 10 years. That's very confusing. <laughs> I, I really don't know what pulling up your pants had to do with, like, drugging a woman. <laughs> Preach, listen, you yeah. thought because no, I just like he went around the world and back again. It made no like I didn't see the connection between how and I'm sorry, you know, I want to support black people yes, too, but yes. I'm not supporting rapists. Thank you. I can't do it. Thank you. Like and I will give people straws. Like yes. when it first came out, I didn't want to say anything about Bill Cosby. Yes, yes. But eventually you had to say, right. okay, come on. Yeah. Enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Time's up, Bill Cosby. That's true. Hashtag yeah. me too. Um, but he just, he was, he was so impassionate about girl, it. Like, girl. I think Bob thinks Tupac and Elvis are still alive. <laughs> listen, but I was crazy. So I'm glad that someone else says it because when yeah. I listen back to that episode, I think I sound angry. Yeah. I sound upset. Like I'm really bothered, but it was absurd. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was absurd. And because I felt like, because Ismail is kind of like a low-key guy. He wasn't necessarily interjecting. Well, nobody wants to step up to crazy. So, so I was like, bruh, like, do you hear yourself? Right. This right. is this is ridiculous. Right. But he was just, I, it was, well, I, did we give the listeners context that he was talking about how Bill Cosby gave that speech several yep. years ago yes. about pulling yeah. up your pants? Right. And about respectability politics. So black people should pull up their pants and then, you know, behave a certain way and then they'll get treated better, blah, blah, blah. Um, which I don't agree with fully, you know, yes, I do think you need to pull up your pants, but I don't necessarily believe that speaking a certain way or behaving a certain way will actually change things if someone's racist. However, that has nothing to do with someone being a rapist and a sexual predator. Or he was set up because he said that. Yes. That I, I cannot put the two. No, yeah, there's no logic there. Yeah. Girl. It was, Shout out to, and I want to preface this that Slim and I did not talk about this before. There, there was no like I was in her hair, like girl, can you believe he said that? That's not what happened. Right. This oh, is true. Because you asked me about the feedback, and what what was the one thing that I said popped out? The Bill Cosby conspiracy. Yes, yes, that's yeah. it. And we didn't talk about it, so yeah. this is her first time like actually expressing how she felt. Yeah. And thank you, because thank you for saying this, because yeah, you, I was like, crazy girl. bruh. Somebody else was crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then and another, I'll say this, I know another conspiracy theory is that a lot of black folk out there in the internets are saying that 
Bill Cosby was going to buy NBC. And because they were threatened by him buying NBC, that's why they threw him under the bus. And I'm like, bruh. He was, if he was trying to buy NBC two years ago, again, that does not excuse him raping women in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and 2000s. But that excuse is not going to work now because you see Harvey Weinstein, like everybody's, the sheets are being pulled off of everybody. Yes. So this whole Bill Cosby is a victim because he said, pull up your pants. No. I know. But they also use the race card in this one where it's like, well, Weinstein is not getting this. Look at how they're treating Cosby. And I'm like, but so what's right and wrong? Right. You, you think that surpasses because of race what you're supposed to turn a blind eye? That that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but then that kind of turns, like, uh, kind of goes into the last part in that podcast where, um, you know, you said something about young girls being blamed. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Like that was we, other we thing. We want to yeah. turn a blind eye to yeah. certain things. Yes. Because... We're black, even though I have, to, I mean, we have to say that Harvey Weinstein did get humbled the other day when he was pulled out. Yeah, he was, pl- yes, yeah, but that was after yeah. the recording. Yeah. So that was after the recording. Yeah. To be fair to them, um, yeah, I just, you know, to me, it showed, and I think a recurring theme on this podcast today, this episode will mm-hmm. be, I think, the disconnect between black men and black women, right? Because I do feel like that is a gendered view of that experience with with that situation with Bill Cosby because as a woman I see him as a sexual predator as many men are especially men in position of power Mm -hmm. um and influence they often use that and abuse that power yeah and they're just taking it as well he's not being treated the same way as as another (laughs) fucking predator and I'm like uh you know Bill Cosby let down yes yes I agree. Because you agree. cannot have a speech about pulling up your pants and being respectable uh, when you're doing that to women. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that was and that was what Black Twitter said. That's how it came up. Hannibal Buress is this comedian who's not that good, I'm going to say it. <gasps> but he, yeah, I said it, Shade. You're not that great. But he's the one who made a joke about that and then it went viral on Twitter and that's how all the allegations kind of got oh, pulled yeah. up again. And he was like saying, you know, how are you going to tell people to pull up their pants when you're out here raping women? Which is a, a valid point. Right. Right. Okay, so you cannot be here like, oh, well, you know, it's because, you know, because of, you know, black liberals and Twitter, like, um, no. You're not, it, you people in glass houses ought not throw stones. Yeah, but okay? it's, it's more disturbing. It's more disturbing that he did not see that behavior right. as disturbing as drugging a woman. Right. Like that was normal. That was his normal to him. Right. That's, that's crazy. Right. Right. I agree. So when you hear a crazy person defend another crazy person, you're like, Oh my God, what's going on here? <laughs> I, yeah, he, I mean, he, eventually he's like, no, it's wrong. He did say it was wrong, but I was like, you're also talking out of two sides of your mouth because you're saying it's wrong, but at the same token, you are upset that people have called him out for being wrong and you're blaming them. Yeah. And you can't, again, people in glass houses cannot throw stones. He cannot one breath tell people, look down on people and tell them that they are, you know, they're not good or whatever for having their pants sagging, but you're drunking and raping women. Bro, yeah. you need to shut the fuck up. You shouldn't say anything to anybody because you're in no position to say anything. You know, yeah, like, that, yeah. That he does not have a moral compass. Exactly. That's, that's some psychopath stuff right there. Well, who? With Cosby, Cosby yes, doesn't have he, a, he doesn't. How, how, well, he does have a moral compass, but it, it's skewed because yeah. 
from his his behavioral or moral compass, he's saying that you're not behaving correctly. You need to pull up your pants, be more respectable. He's put approaching it from his moral perspective, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to me putting drugging a woman's coffee, I mean, I mean, I mean, geez, like someone's yeah. coffee. Like people are like, they shouldn't go to the, the room. I'm like, yo, if someone gives you a cup of coffee, I'm not expecting that you, you're yeah. trying, you're drugging me, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. But, you know, I have to admit my mother, she was like, well, why did those women go to the hotel room to begin with? I know a lot of people said that, and I don't agree with that. I that don't is, agree with the deal. That is how business is done a lot of times. Yeah. First of all, I'm going to, you know, listen, I have been on business trips, and I've gone to people's hotel rooms. You know, sometimes you don't go, depending on how late it is or whatever or not. Sometimes I'm not going to go to the hotel bar. We need quiet, we need privacy. You're right. supposed to be working. You do go to a health t- hotel room. You're not in a town. You don't have an office. I have. I have. And, you know, thankfully no one has, you know, been a sexual predator to me or anything like that. So maybe you guys actually don't have, I'm about, I'm about to say, let me, let me let Gwen be gangster right now. Maybe y'all got no, please. maybe y'all got no real jobs. Okay. Please. Cause y'all don't understand. Sometimes <laughs> you gotta be in a hotel. If you traveling, sometimes you in a hotel room. Okay. Because sometimes I have a desk and you want to do what you want me to do. Be like, no, I can't. So like, it's, it's, I understand why people say that, but that's not fair. Right. It's not fair. There are circumstances in business where you will be going to someone's hotel room where the right. office is closed you're working late you have something the next day something, and you do you do mm-hmm. and i'm not going to blame someone if i'm going on a business perspective then i'm not going to automatically assume sometimes you do it does cross your mind as well like right. i hope this person behaves but a lot of times they do and so and it is innocuous and it's innocent and it's harmless and you just do your work mm-hmm. now on the flip side what i also said and i want to reiterate this is that look some of those women maybe did want to sleep with him, right. but me wanting to sleep with you of my own volition and then you drugging me and I no right. longer am lucid and I'm not conscious, now it's a violation. But see, that, that speaks volumes because Bill Cosby, with all his power in Hollywood, probably did not need to drug with Exactly. He didn't. Yeah. Half of those women would have slept with him willingly. Right. So he, he there's something yes. else there. Yes. He so he has some sick. type of mental illness or problem where he likes a woman who's like, to me, it's almost like necrophilia. Well, what what does it come back to? Power. He has complete power. No, that's weird. That's not power. Why would you want to sleep someone who's like a dead body? That's gross. That's gross. His mind, he has complete control. Ew. I don't agree with it. Ew. Like, like you're picking her arm falls down. I don't know. There's, There's... her legs are falling down. <laughs> like, it's weird. And you don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Is he sleeping with you? What is he putting exactly. stuff in you? You don't even know. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. So I don't know how anybody could defend that. I'm exactly. sorry. And that is not Put the time. closer. Oh, that's not the time for the black community to play the race card. Thank you. Agreed. I'm sorry. I there's, agree. There's better causes. Yes. And Bill Cosby yes. is not one of them. Exactly. And speak. let's transition. R. Kelly's not either. No. Never. No. Never. I, I really can't believe the black community is standing behind that man. Well, they're interestingly enough, as Ismail said that he felt like it was a black woman issue. What? And that you you not listen to his episodes closely enough. Ooh. He said, quote unquote, it was a black woman issue because that type of music is black women like it, not black men. And if you go to the concerts, it's black women. So they were saying that it's actually black women who are the main perpetrators of supporting R. Kelly, which I will that's give them. That's a good point. I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. And then I, and then we spoke about it and later my sister came on Brooklyn. We talked about, 
how in the black community, oftentimes right. children, right. you know, girls and boys are blamed for being victims right. of abuse, right. sexual, physical, whatever. Yeah. The story you, you mentioned in there about a friend of yours who was mm-hmm. told not to go, yes. that really hit home with me. Yeah. I found it very disturbing. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. They were, the family knew right. there was the uncle was a sexual predator. Right. Um, and so they told the children don't go outside, blah, 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 where the uncle is. And then when the sh- you know, and children play, they forget, you know, they're just trying and to. And when you can't tell a kid not to do something, what do they want to do? What, right. what is, what's behind the door? Exactly. They want to know they're why. Curious. They want to know yeah. why. Right. And kid. so the onus oftentimes is that. So, you know, I think we did want to talk a little bit more about, and you had to think like, why, why does this happen? Why are black girls blamed during they're being accused when, when they're being victims of right. sexual abuse. Well, I, I think a reason why we don't like if if I knew I had a relative abusing children, I would go straight to the police. But I think in the black community, since we don't trust the police, mm-hmm. we're not willing to go to the police and um, notify them of these atrocities, I guess you would say. So you think because we don't want we don't trust the police. But what does that trust in the police have to do with a rapist or a sexual predator or pedophile being in your family? They don't. They don't it's like snitching, right? Snitching. snitching. Snitching is taboo in our community. Yes, yes We yes. will not snitch on anybody. Yeah. Not even a pedophile. I think that's where the problem stems from. Fair, fair, fair. I, I think that's a big piece of it, yeah. right? I do think, but I also told a story of my mom um, who's 70, right? right? So back in the day in her community, like, you know, the priests, the preachers were like the pinnacle, like the, the most... Um, upstanding member mm-hmm. and a lot of them were sleeping with the young girls right and no one would ever think that no one would ever dare think that the man did it it's like oh you must be some fast girl sleeping with someone else right. when those men were sleeping with them and raping them really and abusing them but because the man is an upstanding a citizen of society he would never do that mm-hmm. so the police i agree with you the snitching thing is a piece of it but there is something in our community where we put the men on a pedestal right. and their reputation and saying they would never do it. It must be you, you Jezebel. Right. Well, and then plus, how do you justify raping a woman? She's fast. Right. She's promiscuous. Right. So there, there's a justification right there. But then why can I feel like the crazy part is that people, unless someone is beat up by a stranger in, a, in an alley, yeah. then that's the only way people will like, you know, a Central Park jogger, like, oh, you were running and someone attacked right. you. That's the only way people have empathy right. for a woman who's been a victim of sexual assault. Otherwise, if it, and most sexual assaults happen to, with people you know, right. okay? So it seems like when it's with people you know, because people have such a hard time processing that, like, you know, the personal relationship, the friendship, the family member, blah, blah, blah. Instead of facing the reality that the guy is a piece of shit predator, mm-hmm. It's for some reason society it's easier to blame the girl. Well, yeah, okay, because you can't dress sexy, right? Right. You can't. You can't um, be alone. Like it's like um, basically. But that is patriarchy, then. Well, basically, they just want us to wear a hijab. Yeah, but that, okay, but there are women in hijabs who get raped. Damn, you know, there's a God. We're ta- we're taking this all the way offline. There was a movie. It was really. Good. I have to look at my Netflix my Netflix queue, and it was a Middle Eastern movie. Um, and I forget, I can see the, the cover in my mind. And it was about a girl in a Muslim country mm-hmm. who got raped and she wore a hijab and she wore, not, not the hijab, fuck it. The, um, burqa? Not a burqa. She just, 
she was wore, wore very modest clothing. So it was, it wasn't Western clothing. So it was like the cape type thing. I don't know what it is. And she also did wear a hijab. So she was very covered mm-hmm. and she did get raped. Right. Cause you know, in a lot of um, Muslim countries, you can't, uh, right. Like right. Have, and it has to be with, it has to be with like a family. Right. And I, I mean, I shouldn't be aware of the spoil of the movie, but it ends up being a close family friend who raped her. Like she was like sitting on the beach reading or something and mm-hmm. he raped her. And, um, and, and in her culture, they were trying to kill her. And so she was trying to, she escaped and like her family was trying to kill her and she escaped. Um, you know, but she was a victim and she got blamed. And, and, and that is not an extreme. Like people say, oh, it's extreme because she's Muslim. Fuck it. The black community have the same, right. who's not but the I same think shit. Maybe the, I think maybe the problem with society is that sexual responsibility falls on the woman. Yes. That's the problem. You're the temptress, right? Yes. But why? Why? Well, I mean, I guess it goes back to biblical, like um, Eve tempted. That's a damn lie. First of all, okay, you know what? Here's a meme. Oh, preach! Listen, let me. (laughs) I posted a meme on Instagram the other day, and um, it was a picture of a woman. I can't, I can't find it right now, but it was basically like the way men lie. He probably didn't even eat the apple, and it's like true. And in the comments, people were writing a lot of stuff like, "Well, actually, God told." Adam, he never told Eve. So technically, women are getting blamed when it wasn't even their fault. And I was like, true that, true that. God never told Eve not to eat the apple. He told you, Adam, not to eat it. <laughs> so that's on you. How are we getting the blame? How are we getting the blame? So uh, you know, it is patriarchy, but it, it's it's disappointing for yeah. me when I see and I you know at the end of the day, black men are still men, and right. men lead with their dicks and their dumbass ways first. But it's like you coming from a position of being a minority in a position where people don't always believe you or think uh, the best of you, I would think that you would have some empathy and be able to, I would hope that you would be able to have some empathy and give women the benefit of the doubt in these situations. But you guys are fucking men first. So you do stupid shit that men do. Uh, I'm just, I'm just disappointed that it's what um, 2018 mm-hmm. and we're still having these stories where, where, where you're telling the story about your friend, being abused like this? Yeah. Like, this is crazy. But why, what difference does the time have to do with it? Why would it be well, different? I, I, well, I'm just, okay, I can understand. Well, no, I can't understand, but these are modern times. Mm-hmm. We know, you know right from wrong. Does everyone know right from wrong? People justify what they want to. We have people justifying separating children from families uh, at the borders. Okay, wait, that, wait. Now, now, we going to go here. Go there. I, I have a problem with this whole border thing because if okay. i remember katrina mm-hmm. we didn't have a problem splitting up families then and these were like american citizens okay. i i am appalled that americans are appalled we brought this theory onto ourselves what do you mean okay we, this, is, this was not a topic listening we, today we but voted for trump okay i did not vote for trump <laughs> okay i did not we as a country voted for i trump. did not Gwen did not vote for that motherfucker i did not vote for him okay i'm getting ruined because of you dumbasses we we as a country, no. Yes, the populace did not. But see, this is my, my Americans do not want to take accountability. We all know we go by an electoral. I, I know. College. I know the electoral college is a thing. I know. That's what. That's how we win elections. I know. People should have got on it to vote. As Listen, a what's done is done. All I'm saying is this: You're totally right, Katrina. I, in no circumstance, should parents and small children be separated. That I, I don't. 
that is so traumatic for children. Yeah, but this is our culture. How is this our culture? Okay. Uh, slave, slave auction block. Okay, hello. Slavery. Yes. Katrina. Right. Hello. You're right. A few Mexicans coming through. Hey, this is normal. So I'm. What does it make it right? The slavery. I mean, was slavery right? But we still no. did it. Yeah, but it doesn't make it right, and we should have learned better. Didn't but we learn? that's the problem with Americans. We don't learn, and we have like a selective memory. So, but this is the, this is the question. Trump supporters, the people who did vote for him, maybe are very cool with them being separated. I mean, how do you separate a baby from their mom? I mean, I don't understand why you don't just send the kid back with the parents. That's, that's what I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, how are you keeping them here? But somebody needs, we need to talk to an immigration lawyer. I don't know if everybody gets processed once they are on land. I don't think people go straight back. I, I don't see the point of the child being here. I don't care if the child's a citizen. The parent is not. They're underage. Send them back with their parents. I, I agree. I agree. Send I them don't back. think it's this complicated. Yeah, like but they don't need to stay. But apparently Congress needs to pass like some pass legislation. So, what, to what, so you're just going to take or- orphans? Like you're just going to orphan children? And on, this doesn't make any sense. Like why would you do that? They don't have I caretakers. Don't it's, it's strange to like... I think... Like if you put a kid in foster care, you're gonna have like much worse problems later. Yes, exactly. So I, I don't understand this process. Yeah, but I, I just don't understand why Americans are just so. Oh my God, this is awful. This is. But I'm like, but we voted for Trump. He said he was gonna be tough on immigration. He is a crazy person. Jeff Sessions is a racist. What yes. did we expect? Like we need to own up. We brought this fear. Okay, so then what? Okay, so you didn't find find y'all who voted for him because I did not vote for him. Yeah, but we created the culture to vote for him. Our celebrity obsession created this culture that allowed somebody like Trump to get elected. I think Fair. the blame falls on all of our hands, even even Hillary supporters like myself. Why? Because we, my thing is we we weren't we didn't we weren't we didn't want to see the obvious. What do you mean? Well, I, I that think, he was going to win. I told, yeah. I already knew he was going to win. I've said this several times. I knew it during the time he was going to win. I knew it because we are a celebrity obsessed culture, right. and people are ignorant. They don't read, and they don't know what's good for them. So he's a very wealthy person, and for some reason, you identify with him because you feel like you can drink a beer with him. You're a dumbass. No, but I think that's that's just white people. Fair, because well, that's who majority voted for him. Right, but I, I, I then, then how do you want to vote? How do you want to blame us when like 98 percent of black women voted for Hillary? We we also are just getting dragged along in this. We didn't we didn't put bridges on ourselves. We just got dragged in this. I, I white just, women and white men really turned out for him. I agree, but a lot of a lot of black people didn't turn out for Hillary. But that wouldn't have made a difference from the electoral. Do you think if people turned out like they did for Obama? Because a lot who of people, uh, young people who like yes, the Bernie yeah. vote, like yes, lost yes, Bernie yes. supporters. We probably lost. You know, people. I agree, but I'm gonna say as a black woman, we did turn out, but we're just we just don't have the numbers. At the end of the day, we don't have the numbers. So I'm just getting dragged along with you guys and your bullshit because we just don't have the numbers. Yeah, black I mean, people are 13 percent of the population. Say it's half, so if we're only 6.5 percent of the damn population. Yeah, if you think young people, black people, people who fall in the middle turned out for Hillary, do you think we would have this Trump mess? Like voting was at an all-time low during that. Yes, election. because people didn't like either one of them. Okay, so that's my thing. Then you you can't be upset that people are being ripped from the arms at the border. I don't agree. So even if I don't, because that doesn't mean anything. Just because they didn't vote doesn't mean like okay, they just turned a blind eye to everything that's happening. You still have to right size what's happening in the moment. But we knew we were electing a crazy. Person. I didn't elect him. I, you guys are just dragging me See, into that, this. That's what I don't like. I don't like this us. Like that's not me. I didn't do that. No, I'm like I didn't. This is us. No, this is y'all. This is not me. I didn't do this, okay? 
Y'all did this, and I told you, and I have, and I want to get one of my favorite friends on here who's a big Trump supporter. Ooh, I, um, give me a taste. What is she thinking right now? I, we haven't talked about this at all. Um, because I, we kind of stopped talking politics because yeah. I get too passionate, if you guys can't tell. So, um, but I have invited her because I do want to hear her thoughts and she'll be very calm and tell us how she feels. Um, I, no, I don't think that's an excuse. Regardless of whether or not people voted for him, regardless of whether he won, decency should trump politics. But my question is, when were we ever decent? Where... There's always a fight over decency. There's okay. always a fight over decency. There's always a fight. Because during slavery, everyone wasn't for slavery. There were always abolitionists. There right. were always people, right? There's always, they might be the minority, right. but there are always people who are on the flip side trying mm-hmm. to talk about decency or share the concept with others to help change their mind. So I, this is to me. But see, you said a, you said a conversation. Yeah. I don't think we have conversations. We have times with the with your with people with opposing views because I feel like we get on Facebook, we we look at our group chats to support our yeah, but Twitter people and they're fighting each other all the time on Facebook. People like politically all the time. I have their Trump supporters on my Facebook feed and on my Twitter feed. There are um, I choose not to engage with but them on see, social we're, media because I don't like that. Where where are we going to meet in the middle? I mean, there sometimes there's no middle ground. If you how listen, if you're a KKK member. And I'm black. Where's the middle ground? Because your ground is to, to burn me at the stake. Where are we going to be in the middle? Why do we be in the middle? There's no middle. Sometimes there's just no middle. Yeah, but okay. What about those white voters who voted for Obama and then voted for Trump? Like you might be able to milk. You might be able to make some headway with them. My friend voted for Obama, mm-hmm. uh, and she voted for Trump. I know several people who did that. Okay. Um, and they hate Hillary with a passion. Okay. And that's that. And they feel like Trump is not doing anything any differently than other politicians did before. So what's the difference? And honestly, they don't care about children being at the board. Okay, they so just don't care. That's that's my, as long as they're not. They're I, not. I am appalled. No, they're not appalled. Okay. They're not appalled. Yeah. A lot of people I know who are Trump voters are not appalled. Yeah, they wanted a tough immigration policy. Yeah, and they got it. You get it. But then at the same token, the people who did not vote for him, who the majority forget electoral. The majority of people did not vote for him, right? So then you can't be like, oh shit, like, yeah, a lot of people are going to be saying, no, this is not cool because the majority of people did not vote for that. So they're not going to be cool with that either. And they're going to vocalize it. I mean, it's just that we're our nation divided. And I think so we, we have are. to ask ourselves, how did we get here? How did we get so divided after Obama? Why are we saying we're divided after Obama? We were divided before. But didn't Obama, I, I just felt like Obama just. The Obama administration. They hated we, him. Yeah, but we, but I think as liberals thought, you know, we were all light and airy. We felt good. We thought everything was going on. No, I know a lot of people who don't like him. That's the whole thing. I knew a lot of people during the whole thing didn't like him. So. What, what type of people? What does that mean? Well, like uh, Republicans, like Republicans, Democrats. Republicans. Republicans who didn't like him. Yes. Yeah, but that's like, that's like a Democrat not liking George W. Bush. Like, do you not like him just because he's a Democrat or you don't like him because of his policies? Um, it's both essentially, and there are people who thought that people who I who I'm very close with who think that Obama was a wimp. They told me he was a pussy. A pussy. When it came to North Korea, so they love what Trump has been doing because he's you know putting his dick on the table and he's showing them. Okay, like, so Trump is a prop for North Korea. That was a photo off for Kim Jong. I wouldn't, okay, I wouldn't say he's a prop for them. This is, you know. No, 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 because you took, no, because she's like, this guy's like a third world leader. 
mm-hmm. his country's suffering, and then he looks legit when he's standing next to an American president. I don't think that's how people. That's not the rhetoric in North Korea. That doesn't make in him, North Korea right. But it doesn't make him legit with anyone else. It doesn't make him legit with South Korea or China or Japan. They know better. Yeah, but to his people, who he's starving. No, but the people, it doesn't make it. They're already in a dictatorship and are allowed to think. I don't think that makes any difference. Um, no, that doesn't make any difference. And then, listen, let me tell you something. I was telling my sister earlier today. As a Gemini, I'm wearing a shirt that says <laughs> Gemini today. Trump is a Gemini as well. Oh, well. With the Leo rising. He is Geminiing his way through this damn presidency every what, fucking day. What does that mean? Just being fucking crazy and two faced. Okay? He is. He is. And, you know, I'm 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 a I'm a more stable Gemini, to be honest. <laughs> but Geminis have the reputation of being very bipolar and being like very two faced. Um and he's just he's just Geminiing his way through his fucking presidency. So um good luck with that. Um I just don't pay attention because I just think because I just think it's dumb. I just think it's dumb. I think Trump is doing exactly what he said he was doing, and we should not be surprised by his crazy antics. Mm. It is what it is. So anyway, I don't, Trump was definitely not on this list of topics, and depending I don't how know I how feel, we got from R. Kelly to Trump. But depending on how sense. I feel, I might take this out because I don't even like talking about him <laughs> um, because I really don't like it. So let's move on. The next thing we were going to talk about was actually your feedback on mm, episode thirteen entitled Jamaican Judgment with my cousin Shanice. What are your thoughts on that one, girl? I was a little offended. I'm not surprised. Continue. Yes, because everybody knows I am an African-American from Alabama, the deep south, a proud Mm African-American, where the best hip-hop is from. Ah! Lie detector said that was a lie. (laughs) Lie detector said that was a lie, but continue. And I was quite offended when she called black folks simple. She said African Americans, because we're all black. Um, I think y'all like to forget that sometimes. No, no, not at all. No, not at all. Jamaicans are very clear that they're black. We're not Dominicans. Shots fired, okay? Very clear that we're black. Don't get me started on the Dominicans. Yes, my neighbors are Dominican, and I will leave it at that. Um, So, Jamaicans... I did not get much sleep last night. Okay. Jamaicans are very secure in our blackness okay. and know that we're from Africa and no one cares if you're mixed or not. Da, da, da. Everyone knows that you're black. And da. so we don't have, that's not the issue. So first of all, in my own defense, I, when she said it, I was like, what? I was shocked when she <laughs> said that. Cause I was, I told, I don't even think that's, that's just not appropriate. I don't think it was the descriptor. I asked her to elaborate. Cause I was like, what do you mean? Right. right? And, you know, we kind of went down a rabbit hole. She did tell me because I gave her some feedback, you know, because I was share feedback from each episode. She said that's not how she feels. She feels like that is our parents and grandparents generation and that it's changing. Yeah, but see, it's ingrained in her because it got out. She let what it come out. Well, still- no, we were talking. We talk. We keep it real on right. the podcast. Um, I actually don't remember how that came up, but... You know, I think it's problematic because, like I said, I don't like black people being divided, right. right? So I like black, the black community. There are multiple cultures within the black community, but right. we're still black. And there are a lot of common threads between, I don't care if you're from the motherland and you never left and you sold us. Yes, you sold us. Okay. <laughs> Some of y'all sold us. Okay. Um, but I'm not mad. All right. Because you sold us. Okay. Stop, 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 <laughs> sorry. So you sold us. All right. And then, you know, we were shipped off our ancestors to the Americas which is um, USA, Latin America, the islands, blah, blah, blah. Interesting thing. I post this on Facebook. Okay. Interesting thing that I learned, and I'll tell you offline. 
some people did not know that existed outside of the United States. You mentioned someone on Facebook mm-hmm. said that they didn't know it existed in Jamaica. And I was shocked because this is a worldly person. Girl, me too. I was floored. Me too. And I was like, wait, what? So this is now, I've been posting on my Instagram, Gwen Gabwith, at Gwen Gabwith on Instagram. <laughs> and also you can find me on Twitter at Gabwith Gwen on Twitter. Okay. Um, and remember, I'm available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Hey, hey. Um, I was shocked. Yeah. And so it made me realize how little history people know. Right. And especially when it pertains to black people, people don't give a fuck. No. And I was like, bruh. And this is why I get, you know, we're going to, I already told you, we're going to have an episode dedicated to that because it's a deeper conversation. Right. And I want us to have an episode that's dedicated with the, about the black diaspora, right? which should be African diaspora. So it should be someone's African-American, which will be you. Hey, um, Yes. We'll have um, an Afro-Caribbean person. Um, I guess I'll be there, but I'm not necessarily going to have me as You'll representative. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna have someone else come on. Um, someone from the motherland, someone from Africa, and an Afro Latino or Latina, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, who it's to me is the most interesting perspective, especially as an Afro Caribbean person, especially because our islands are all next to each other. So y'all real funny, y'all real special, but that's okay, okay? So um, you want to call it special, okay? But I'm rolling my eyes right. Um, but you know, hmm. I'm going to give this hot take and then we're going to switch. The hot take I have about this is that, especially when it comes to Dominicans and Puerto Ricans right. who are Afro-Dominicans, because I understand, look, all Dominicans aren't black. I understand that. They're Europeans, but a lot of you are. And they're on the same island as Haiti. Thank you. And you guys have a terrible history of sending your black Dominicans who are black to Haiti, shipping them, export, export what do you call them? What, same thing we're doing right now in America, uh, deporting them. Yeah. Because, because you're saying that they're not Dominican, which is bullshit, which is bullshit because they are Dominican, but you have so much they're self-hatred, so, so, so much self-hatred. It is sick. So that colonizer mentality is so deep in DR, but a lot of Afro Latinos who are from, to me in my experience and in my family and everything I know, people who are from Cuba and Panamanian and they're Honduran and Costa Rican. They black and proud. They're Afro Latino, yeah. but they know they're black. So I don't I know what happened to yeah. Yeah, I said it. I don't know what happened to it. like. I mean, I'm lying. I do know. I know the history of DR and PR. Um, but but we'll talk about that in that episode. But you know, for like I said, because they're same Afro Latinos who are Cuban, who are Colombian, mad Afro Latinos in Colombia. People don't know mad. Big population of black folk in Colombia, right? They know they're black. They know they're Latino. Your culture is Latino. Yes, that's fine. But you're still black. Doesn't mean you're not black. You know, anyway. So let's go back to what my cousin said, though. Okay. Um, I thought it was problematic because, like I said, I like the community to be unified across right. the board because we're all fighting the same shit. I just, as an African-American, mm-hmm. I just feel that a lot of people look down on black Americans mm-hmm. because we were sla- enslaved in this country. But no, I told you I don't agree with that because we were slaves too. You, I, I know, but I, but my experiences, my family's experience, they look down on us. Yeah, but it's not because of slavery. It's not because of slavery. So okay, look, 
I'll say this. I know a lot of you Nigerians. I'm out here just, I'm drinking. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. A lot of you Nigerians, especially, and stuff. You, I know the word. You call us Nkata. Okay. And that means that we were captured. Ooh, that's okay. Nkata. Okay. Yeah. You guys call because we were captured, you motherfuckers. Okay. Because we were, because we were covered in slaves. And you also sold us out. So, um, and so you do feel better because you weren't captured, but whatever. They, they fucked over your countries too. Yeah. So you can't feel so good about it. Um, actually, my biggest question I've always had, and no one ever talks about this, is that what do people teach as history in West African schools? Like, if I, if you're from Ghana, Senegal, Togo, Nigeria, what do you guys teach about the slave trade? Because y'all sold us. But yeah, the white man, wait, okay, but you wait, sold wait, us wait. too. Do they even teach it? I don't know. I don't know what they teach. Did they, they really teach, teach us? They did about. teach us. No, I do. When people say that, I do remember learning it. I remember in ninth grade, because I felt some type of way about this. I was in like... Um, honors history yeah and my little teacher she was from the south she was from south carolina she had the southern accent we used to make fun of her because i grew up in jersey and she made us all lie down on the floor sit next to each like lie down next to each other very closely to like emulate what it was like to be on a slave ship okay, no, um, okay. and i was she was white and i was the only black person in this class okay. and everyone's looking at me and i'm like oh that fuck Awkward. Okay, so I definitely remember learning about slavery in predominantly white. Not, was it a lot of effort into it? Maybe it was that one day we never learned again. I don't remember, but we did. Um, we did. And I remember learning about the cotton gin and the, the uh, civil civil. What do you call it? Civil war. We did learn. So in depth, I learned a lot more outside, right. but it definitely is covered. Um, damn, I've been drinking. What was I talking about? Well, I don't know now. I I just feel personally that. Oh, you said slavery. That's right. what they looked down on. Okay, sorry. No, but it doesn't make any sense because we're a slave. So I told you, like, I know specifically my grandmother's grandmother was a slave. Like, I know slaves that I come from, you know? Yeah, but I think you embrace your history, but yeah. do all Jamaicans embrace There were such slaves? Yes, yes. Because I, know, I know one girl at work. She's apparently from Jamaica. And she said her grandfather came over as an indentured servant. Oh, she, she part Indian. No, she's black and black. Yeah, no, but she, I mean, she's probably, no, she's lying. Then he must be Indian or Chinese. No, never. Ask never. her. Ask her. The indentured servants who came to Jamaica. She is, like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Ask her. She, uh, you, you're saying that, but you need to ask her, was her grandfather from India or from China? You were just looking at her saying, bitch, you black as shit. No. Yes, you need I am. To, yes, but you need to ask her. Because a lot of times when you mix with Indian, though, you're still dark. So you should ask. And it's a grandfather. You should ask. No, 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 no. Nah, that's bullshit. I think um, it's not about looking down because slavery. I, and I said that too, but that's not it. It is a lot of times, and we've talked about this, I think the perceptions of entitlement in the African-American community. And so there's perceptions of entitlement where people, when people are immigrants, they see, they're confused okay. about why you could be in America with so many opportunities for free education to go to school, um, have books, like all these things that you take for granted that people don't have right. and not take advantage of it and then be mad when other people come here and do it. I think that is a disconnect because and it's not, listen, all black people, all African-Americans are not monolithic, mm-hmm. but we do know people who don't take advantage mm-hmm. of stuff, right? So I think a lot of times people say they feel like it's an entitlement. It's like, well, you seem like you don't want to work hard. You don't want to go to school, but you are mad that when other people have things. And we know this is a problem right. in the black community. But that sounds like a problem in the white community too. And I said that too. And I said that too. And I said that to my cousin. I said, truth be told, that could be an American issue I mean, in general. Like right I now. said, 
I, I that's what I said in that same episode. I said that that's actually a broader American issue because I these same people are saying, well, I'm a coal miner and I don't want my job to go to India or whatever. And I'm like, bro, this is stupid. Like no one is going to give you a job. I'm sorry if you're in Detroit making cars and you used to make a hundred thousand dollars putting shit together in union. That's not how life is now. That's your grandfather being able to do that and not have education and have this job and make a lot of money and you feel entitled to it. Like I should be able to make a lot of money like my grandfather did without education. That's not what the reality of the yeah. situation is. And Trump is lying to you, telling you that he's going to bring jobs back. He's not. That is not profitable for these companies. Mm-hmm. So I said that to my cousin as well. Yes, it's a. I'm, I'm not going to deny it. it's a black, it's African American issue, right. but it's an American issue in general yeah, because people, American, American issue where people feel entitled because you have a government that can intervene and help, and so it it, it breeds this thing of like, oh, I'm not going to necessarily work hard. Someone's going to step in, and these are people who. Yo, the government is so fucking corrupt. No one's ever stepping. There's no, nothing. Maybe the problem is we were all led to believe that somehow, naturally, mm-hmm. each generation would just do better yes. by itself. Yeah, it just naturally occurs. Yes. We just naturally assume we're just yeah. going to go up the economic ladder. The longer our yeah. and that's not the case. Yes, it, it's changed but for our generation. But it's the American dream. Like you're, you're sold that, right? Yes, and it keeps everybody kind of. It keeps us from rebelling. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, but even that's American dream that's in the black community that hasn't happened either. So because there's a cycle of poverty all the time with right. people who are welfare queens, it just goes round and round. I was looking for tenants to okay. rent out my place and there was a woman who reached out to me and she was on section eight oh. and she told me and I I don't take section eight um tenants, but she told me that she had been on section eight for nineteen years. Right. And then her daughter who was now about 16 was pregnant and was getting benefits too. So there is a cycle, no, definitely a cycle. of that, a black woman who, right. who did that. So I did, you know, I think, I know you heard my cousin said, but I was very clear defending her saying that's not fair. I think it's also a different history. And I said, black people get the blame, but it's an American entitlement right. that I see. And I said that a lot of people who are not from America see in Americans in general. However, it manifests itself differently with black community because it's like, oh, you're looking down. No, it's just different. It, it, it's, it's a hard, when you, I'm telling you, and, and it's because I'm in between both worlds. I yeah. see both. And that's why I have empathy on both sides. I do. Because I tell them you're wrong. You don't understand what people have gone through. Like someone, say someone does have a mom who's been on Section 8 for, nine, you know, for 19 mm-hmm. years. It's going to, that means that mom is not probably going to support her going to school and trying right. to make it because she's going to be like, your normal. Yes. Yeah. That's your norm. That's what right. you know. So for you to step outside of that, you're not even going to get support to do it because people want to look at you like, why do you want to do that? Right. You know? And then the other thing is that people not understanding why Jamaican have 10 jobs. Um, they have 10 jobs because it's like dire poverty for real, where it's like to go to school, you have to wear a uniform, but you have to be able to pay for the uniform. Mm-hmm. To go to high school, you have to be able to pay for it. Like, there's no public school. Right. And people, and you don't get paid like a regular, like, there's no minimum wage, there's no nothing. So, it's very, you have to be very resourceful because you come from nothing. And mm-hmm. then people who come here want to try to do as much as they can because it's like you're on a diet, like in a diet, right? And you finally get some food, you like uh, binge, okay. right? It's like right. you just binge. Like, I need to do everything. I have to try to do this because you've been deprived for so long and that, you know, that is the cultural impetus. So I don't like that. She said it's simple. I, I told her there's more context. She said, you know, she doesn't 
believe that. But it's not it's not looking down on you because of slavery. The only people that I know of who look down on other people on sla- people for slavery and they look down on all of us are people who are from Africa because they didn't get caught. And fuck y'all because you sold us. But you know, I love yeah, but they you. Still I love you. Anyway. I love you. Listen, I do love you, but I'm saying don't call us Inkata. That's rude, okay? <laughs> That's rude because you sold us out and your countries didn't do any better. And right. Nigeria though is a very wealthy country in terms of oil, but it's so corrupt. Right. That it's, you know, whatever. It's so sad. No, but no, Jamaica's we're all we're definitely descendants of slaves. I that's a very strange, strange thing. Now I think you could say the narrative, we don't talk about it a yeah. lot because, oh, oh, you know what my cousin said when I sent the feedback about, she said the one thing I didn't say to my cousin Shanice, a different cousin, so I didn't say to Shanice was that there is a difference of growing up or being descendant of people in an all black country. Right. I remember that. That was good yes. feedback. Yes. yes. Because that also has a different. But let me yeah. ask you this. Cause okay. We had in the United States, we had slavery then yeah. we had reconstruction and yeah. then we had, the civil rights movement. Yeah. Did you guys go through that in Jamaica? In terms of which one? What, like the segregation, like in the deep South, you know how we had segregation. Yeah. No. There, see, that, yeah. That's like a, yeah. that's yeah. a different experience that might. Yeah. It's yeah. So there's no, because the, the, the dominant, even though in the South, it was too, at one point where the population at one point in the South was like 65% black versus uh, like white so they had to like do a lot of immigration to change that but it's predominantly black there weren't that many the, the plantations were far apart right. there weren't that many white people so no there wasn't uh segregation and like jim crow that right. type of stuff however there was just the elite class of mm-hmm. white people and their de- their descendants who owned everything and everyone else was just dirt poor. Okay. Um, that's basically what it is. And then, you know, from that, as they trickle out, then you have a little bit of, um, you know, then colorism, right? So if you're light skin, if you're mixed, or if you're Arab, or if you're Chinese, whatever, then you come in to become the next ruling class, right? Right. So that's what happened, but there wasn't any, like, straight up, like, no colored, you know, signs, right. stuff like that. No. Just because of the because of the population dynamics, like right. we just outnumbered. So maybe since you I, maybe because you guys guys didn't have that experience, maybe that's where there's the divide. We're talking about this. I don't know. I I don't. No, I mean I think it comes down to well, what about the African American community? Why a lot of the pillars, like a lot of the a lot of the ailments we see, why are they here? Because when I look back at like the twenties right. and thirties, black people were respectable. And listen, that's in the midst of drink Jim Crow. Right. Okay. So we have to are we using that as an excuse? Black people were respectable. The families were well, together. Well, that's like the eighties. Yeah, but it kind of started back in the seventies. Nixon's fine. war on drugs started back in the seventies. Fine, seventies. And I think that had a lot to do with it. And I also, I think I mentioned this to you in a text, like sharecropping did right. not help our community. Right. It was the worst thing. Because that was, a, you were working for nothing. Yeah. So what's the point of working? Right. But that's just, okay. I mean, I don't know. But okay. But even not the case. If I look at the 40s, right. the 50s, black people may have been poor, but, you know, let's be respectable. Okay. Let's be honest. The families were there. Men would go out and work. Um, you know, people come at. So, what the fuck happened? Well, let me ask: Did integration, integration, ruin the black community? How so? Because, like, okay, now black men can marry white women. Integration, you couldn't marry black women. I mean, you couldn't marry. Well, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, because black and before integration, black communities had black people had to rely on each other. Mm-hmm. 
But when we started integrating, you know, more people moved out to the suburbs, more people started putting their kids in private school. So did that break down the black community? I don't, I don't know. To me, the breakdown of the black community will always come down to the breakdown of the family unit. Mm-hmm. That's always the breakdown in any society. Mm-hmm. When did the breakdown happen? I, I think I think during the uh, I think Ronald Reagan in his war on drugs. Um, it had, there's this book called uh, Not the New Jim Crew. Um, it's about mass incarceration and mm-hmm. like his his administration and the mass incarceration of black men. Mm-hmm. I think that did serious damage to the black. Men. I agree, but I think it happened before that. I I I think. A couple of things. I think there are multiple layers, right? So it's not one thing that did it. Mm-hmm. That's a big part, right? Huge amounts of black men are in jail, mm-hmm. right? Which also attributes to us being single. Because yeah. <laughs> um, we left with what the fuck else is out here, okay? Um, but something, it, it must have been like the 50s and the 60s, I think. I think um, when women, I, this is going to sound crazy. I think from what I've read and seen, uh, a big part of it was that Black women could get employed like as maids and stuff like that, right? And black men, it was hard for them to like get uh, jobs, but they could like do like factory work, stuff like that. But I think that transition from blue collar work to like knowledge work really impacted the black community because that's an interesting take. This is just, you know, I think that after a while, black women were always able to work. Uh, but black men started to have a hard time finding work without being educated, which historically everyone, you know, that that. book top, it talks about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. And then when we talk about the welfare cycle, a lot of times, not black women, but women are incented to not be married or have a partner because you get more money when you're on WIC and welfare, when you're a single mom versus Mm -hmm. having a man in the house. Right. So let me not get married because if we're married, they're not going to give me right. as much money right. as versus that. And I see that at my grocery store all the time, which is in a community neighborhood. So, yeah. Well, I mean, again, let's say this. The majority of people who are in welfare in the United States are white, not black. OK. Um, although proportionally, we're probably not looking good. But <laughs> listen, I try to get both sides. Look, I'm not going to say black people are all innocent about everything. And other thing is that I know a lot of my listeners are not black. And you guys are like, damn, why black people talk about black shit all the time? Um, no, I, I think they want, they must be curious because if I were white, I'm not talking about white, 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 white. If I'm Asian, I'm not like Asian, 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 like black people, we do talk about black shit a lot. Yeah. Um, but our community is, has, you know, we have a lot of, um, well, we're trying to figure out stuff. Our community has a lot of challenges. <laughs> it has a lot of yeah. challenges and, uh, they still impact us. And it so does. we talk about it. Um, because our community really does have a lot of challenges. Yeah. So that's why. But, um, you know, I, when I think about it, when I see like the 30s and 40s, you know, black people, the family were together, they didn't have a lot of money, right. but the guys would go out to work, women. And like that is just so different than now. It's so different. And um, and that's not, and shit, that's not just uh, African American, even Jamaicans, you know, yeah. it's changing. It is changing where. Uh, you know, people say, oh, it was the 70s and feminism because women started to, I, I don't know what it is, but there's the breakdown of the family unit has well, fucked up the black the, community. Um, Vietnam War too. Yes. yes. Because I, I did a Harlem tour okay. and, it, and the tour guy said when these guys came back from Vietnam, they were, a lot of them were hooked on heroin. Yes. Yes. And that probably did 
major damage to yes, the Yes, yes. So drugs, yeah. So drugs have an impact, right? So coming back from war, people, you know, have PTSD and exactly. a lot of, yes. there aren't resources till this day. If they, if someone, if your loved one goes off to war, they come back, they're fucked up and we don't have the resources and we don't take and care of our shot. veterans. Yeah. We don't take care of veterans yeah. of America. We don't. Yeah. So it's, it's taboo, especially in our community to have a mental illness. That's true. You know, or to go to therapy or yeah. get counseling. We yeah. talked about that earlier. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of facets. Um, and then, other, okay, well, you know what? As we're talking, girl, maybe we single. Okay, I guess I just put the cat out the bag because I'm single too. Uh, <laughs> I put the cat out the bag because I'm sing- single. Bob and I broke up. But I wonder if because of like the 70s, 80s, you know, a lot of these people were on heroin and crack. Mm-hmm. These crack babies grew up. Yeah. Shit. We could be out here dating crack babies, girl. Well, that, that definitely Well, we don't know that they're crack babies. The crack babies are probably in jail. They're not all in jail. There, there could be functioning crack babies. No. Girl, that means everybody's in jail. <laughs> there must be, you know, functioning crack My babies. My mom taught special ed. She said the crack babies were like climbing on the ceilings in her classroom. You would know if somebody was a crack baby. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't know. But there were a lot of, listen, all these kids now are, you know, popping pills, doing Molly, stuff like that. Their kids are not going to be okay. Little, little Zanny and, you know, Takashi 69 I'm talking about, their kids are not going to be okay. Their kids are going to be fucked up. All these people drinking lean. You think their kids are okay? Usher's kid, all these people's kids, these, uh, you know, what's their T.I.'s kids. This kid can't be normal. You Wait, guys do drugs. What does T.I. do? I don't know what the hell they do. Crack, I, I mean, coke, you. whatever they do. Um, you know, they're in the industry. They're drinking lean and you doing know, can, can I just share with you? I, I, um, there was a guy that I was off and on with, right? Mm-hmm. And so we got up one night, we met, and then he, he, um, got with the Dominican bar manager to get a pack of cocaine. Okay. And he did coke. And I thought that was strange. Why? Because you're too old to do coke. I was, how old was I? Like 36. Old people do coke. What are you talking about? That stockbrokers say to an old Wall Street guy. I just think it's like, don't you think, would you date somebody who's doing coke though? Hell, I mean, not that I, if I knew, fuck no. But I don't do drugs, but I've never done drugs. It's, it's hard. Me I'm neither, but I, I feel like at a certain point, like, that's not your weekend go to. I, I mean, this is the thing. Um, it's hard for me to say because, okay, you guys are like, a Gwen is such a square. I've never done any drugs at all. I've never smoked weed. I've never done anything. I, 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 so. haven't, I haven't smoked weed either. So I don't know. I will smoke weed when I'm old in the nursing home for my cataracts, though. <laughs> you don't. Well, you actually don't need to. My dad just had cataract surgery. You don't need to do oh, that. Well, then for arthritis. <laughs> like, my dad just had cataract surgery. You don't need to do that. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's hard for me to relate to whatever, you know, why people do. I know, honestly, people do drugs. We're so off topic, by the way. <laughs> but um, I do feel like people do drugs because you're trying to escape. That's fine. But at a certain point, don't you think you're like a, a little old for it? Girl, hold up. Ike Turner died of an overdose when he was 77 years old. Who? Ike Turner. But he's Ike. Girl, people do drugs their whole lives. It doesn't. It's not an age thing. People do legit do. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not talking any shit to anyone, but I know someone personally who had just had a baby, and we went out to karaoke for like, like right after she had a baby a couple months ago, and she got fucked up on coke and all this shit. I was like, damn, girl, you still breastfeeding? She's like, yeah, I'm just gonna pump it. And I was like, damn, girl, your baby's three months old. She like, and she was getting mad when she was like, don't judge me. I was like, okay, I'm not judging you. That's bizarre. But I was, but she was like, you know, she needed to do it. She didn't do it when she was pregnant. Right. But it, oh, thank goodness. I, I think she didn't do it when she was pregnant. 
and then but she needed to get she she wanted to have fun so she was getting high she was getting lit if you will um and her baby was three months old and i was like oh what are you going to do with your breast milk i'm just going to pump it i was like okay and so yeah and they and she i'm sure she still does it and she has multiple children so yeah girl i just i i i was completely turned off I mean, I would, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't be with somebody who's doing drugs. He, he'd feel very judged because I would be judging him, and I'd be like, "Bro, you give me that money that you're spending on drugs." Because this is this is a guy who was yeah. like too cheap. He didn't want to go on dates because he thought it was like a waste of money. But you have money to do coke. Like, really? That's strange. Well, well, that's what his priorities were. That's what his priorities were. Such a waste. That's what it is. So, I mean, we have totally gone <laughs> off course here. We had okay. We had a topic about. I'm going to skip over it because we've actually gotten very black and we're actually an hour into this. Do you want to just, we want to talk about materialism in the black community. We can talk about that another time. Okay. Uh, dating updates. Okay. Well, okay. I guess the Coke hit was an update, right? <laughs> yes. So I guess so after that. Well, I thought I would, no, I thought I was slick that night because I had, I was, I had a date with the actor during the day mm-hmm. and then I had a, a date with the Coke hit that night. Okay. Hey girl. And neither one of them worked out. Wah, wah, wah. It happens. It's um. Well, the actor said there wasn't enough magic, and I was like, "You're 40. What kind of magic are you looking for?" Well, so let's talk about this. When you see a guy who's like in his 40s and he's single, is it? And it's fucked up because you know whatever. But it's a little bit a red flag because sometimes it's like they're chasing the dragon. Like they're never going to want to settle down they're always looking for the next best thing i think he was like that because he he came back from tulane he got his graduate degree and um down in tulane then he came back and then he was looking for he was going to do a show and then he was looking to for like a professorship i guess you would call it at okay. a school so he mm-hmm. was always like i never when you see that you like never in the sense of settling down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so okay Maybe I should have been like, ooh, actor. Mm. Warning. Yeah, I don't like... So this is the thing. Like, on a personal friendship level, I love creatives. Right. I love actors. I love artists. I love musicians. Like, on a personal level, we vibe. And if you're on these apps and stuff, I get matched highly with them because our spirits are aligned. However, Gwen is of a particular age. Gwen wants to settle down. Mm -hmm. Gwen does not want... This dreaming ass motherfucker, like I just can't. But my thing, like he's a legit Broadway actor, like right. big shows. Like you have a, you have your eight shows a week, right? Um, standard paycheck, cost of paycheck coming in, so it is like a stable lifestyle. Okay, but the magic, like forty magic, but because he's on Broadway, he's looking for magic, girl. He's looking for magic. He's in a fantasy. <laughs> he wants to be in a fantasy land. Can you see? He has <laughs> magic. It's props. It's not real. It's fantasy. Can't not you tell? I guess so. Musical, I guess so. His joke, you know, his fairy tale. It's not real life. But I was like, when he was like, I didn't take that back because I had, you know, Mister, I didn't know if he was a coke kid in my back pocket. I listen. It's hard. dating is hard out here. So yeah. Gwen's back on the market. Uh, Bob and I are still friends. Okay, um, but it just was not a good match or okay. a good fit. Uh, so, you know, I'm not the type to, like, jump into something quickly after something else because I'm just not. And I'm very 
chill about being single. Okay. So, and you also know my theory that summertime is a horrible time to date anyway, and people like to get food out during the cup and Because you can wear your cute clothes in the summer. I mean, you can date, but I don't think it's going to be serious in the summer. I think people get serious when it gets cold in the fall for cupping season. So do you think all these profiles are going to change from non-monogamy to monogamous? <laughs> I think you'll see more looking for a serious relationship when it comes cold. That's messed up. Uh, it is. It is what it is. I think so. So we just have to... Um, so, I mean, I'm just you know, looking on the, the sites a little bit. I mean, I hate online dating. It's such a passion. I fucking hate it. But I don't, I don't know how else to meet people. I know. Neither do I. Neither do I. So, you know, you have to go through the stupid ass motions, but it's so gross. It's so annoying. And they're, ugh. ugh. <laughs> uh, sorry. I feel like we talked about a lot of the stuff here. Uh, challenges of being an independent woman and dating in your 30s. Um, oh, shit. You know what? The title. Uh-oh. Yeah. We didn't even get to the top subject of the title. The title of episode 15 is... No romance without finance. Yes. Okay, if you know this 1988 song by Gwen, oh Gwen Guthrie, <laughs> shout out her name is Gwen. I just thought about this. Shout out, see, it was written. It was written. No, see, now that's magic. Okay, so girl, go ahead, Miss Slim. Why is this episode entitled that? Well, because a lot of these brothers they pay no bills. <laughs> And don't don't get it twisted. Me and Gwen, or I should say Gwen and I, yes. don't need don't need anybody to pay our bills. Correct. But we ain't paying anybody else's. Facts. Because a lot of these women who got men, they just got an extra child if you ask me. Facts. You ain't never lie. Uh-uh. I ain't birthed you. I ain't paying for you. That's my rule. I agree. So you said brothers. Do you think this is a black issue? No, no, no. But you know, the white women have a different way of making it sound better. Like, he's working for his dad. He's back in grad school. He's working on a novel. Well, you know, a brother's just sitting at home watching some judge shows. So, you know, we, you he's know, watching Maury. You know, he's watching Maury, Judge Joe Browns. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know well, I thought, yeah, he's self-employed. He does coding at home. He ain't doing shit. He's watching that ESPN and that March Madness. So, so they just know how to, you know, make it sound better. True, true, true. Yeah. White folks, you guys are very good at, you know, they know how to use words. Yeah. They know how to put lipstick on a pig. Yes, yes, yes. Um, why do you feel that there is this disconnect with men? So let's put an age range on this because when is it? okay to be financially irresponsible or or financially challenged never i disagree never i disagree never my, disagree. my dad did not raise me that's what i don't get my dad did not raise me to be like you go through this this phase where you just get to throw all this money around it, it doesn't work like that i i agree but i i do think that children you know from a teenager going into adulthood you have growing pains and a lot of people have to learn responsibility. Right. Right. So there will be mistakes that people make. Right. And no, 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 they, that's fair. No one's perfect. They're running mistakes where people are trying to 
figure out. So I think we need to define finance, right? Because people are like, you need somebody who's making five hundred thousand dollars a year, <laughs> and you want a baller and a shot cooler. That's what you want. That's why you black women are single because you always want to be material. No, 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 no. Because my my dad always said, if you want somebody to bring something to the table, you got to bring something yourself. That's facts too. And that's what I think me and you do, right? Yes, we do. That. We do. We do. So this is what it is. I actually give people, uh, I give people a pass. I think by 25, 26, you should have figured a lot of like basic things out. Basic things like paying your rent on time, Mm -hmm. paying it, um, you know, paying your, you know, prioritizing, right? So you don't get your paycheck and then go spending at the club or right. buy electronics or buy silly stuff and then don't take care of your main obligations like your rents, your food, your your utilities, right. your 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 phone bill. Like those things come but first. I, I think your parents ingrain that in you early though. I would agree, but I think it's two ways too. There's another there's another point. Some people, their parents don't, their parents are, they give them everything they want. They don't right. learn the value of a dollar because right. they never have to earn it. If your parents just throw things at you all the time and everything you want, you don't learn the value of a dollar. So it takes people, I think, a while to, you know, you go to college, if your college is paid for and you didn't have to, like, you know, feel the, you know, the expense of it. Right. You may not know a value of a dollar until you're actually working and you're living on your own right. and have to manage your And your parents your cut you off. Yes. So that's why I say 25. Okay. That's why I say 25, 26. But see, I, I, I see a problem. Like, we have these parents that coddle. Yes. And they're coddling, coddling, parents. Yeah, yes. and they're coddling later and later on, right? Yes, these yes. People are still breastfeeding off their parents. Yes, till they're 30. Yeah, in their yes. 30s. Yes, yes. So, yeah, so I agree. So, I, I think that that's part of the problem. So, that responsibility doesn't always get learned by 25, which I would think right. is reasonable. It may not get learned by 35. Well, you see, what, all these people. But millennials are moving back yes. home after college, right? Yes, yes. So millennials are moving home because right. because the cost of living is higher. You're not getting paid if your first job. If you have a hundred thousand dollars of debt and your first job pays, you know, thirty eight thousand, forty two thousand, then it is hard. I so I am empathetic. But my thing, if that was my kid who moved back home, yes. I'd be like, that's fine. But if he was going out every weekend and throwing money on bottles, mm-hmm. I would have a problem with that. Yeah, but it's a parental relationship, and it's different. It's hard because. They still see you as a child versus an adult. It's a lot of different things of, you know, that dynamic. So I take it even off the parents at one point because your parents' responsibilities up until it was 18, right? Mm-hmm. All the stuff after they do after that is extra shit off the kindness of their heart, okay? So I give you, actually, I'll give you 10 years. I'll give you till 28 okay. to... Figure things out in terms of responsibility. You're going to school, you know, different things. And then... What makes it different is that now you're in relationships. By the time you're 28, you want to be in the kind of relationships that are going towards marriage. Right. Right. And this is where I think the disconnect is. All that shit, like you said, popping bottles when you're living at home with your parents is mm-hmm. cool. But this, you have, there are different expectations when you're in a serious monogamous relationship that you want to lead to marriage and you bring someone else in there. Right. You have to know how to behave accordingly and be responsible accordingly. And I think a lot of men in our generation, and I would say 40, actually, I say 20 to 40 are lacking that or 28 to 40. They don't have that. Not everybody, but a lot don't have that. And this is a problem why a lot of women are single, because why would a woman 
you know, work every day, earn her stuff, have her, you know, have her apartment or have her condo, whatever, her home. And now want to take on a child, a man who's essentially like a, like a, another responsibility, like a child, because he's unable to fend for himself. That's bizarre to me. It's common. But you know, I, I, I notice a lot of times with the, um, with the white women who have like a man child, mm-hmm. the man thinks he's too good to start from the bottom. Girl, that's not just a white problem. What are you talking about? That's a, that's a, that's a white chromosome problem, girl. <laughs> That's a white chromosome problem. Because, you know, like a women, like when, when I got to college, you took like whatever job you could mm-hmm. and you slowly worked up. Mm-hmm. You worked up and whatever you brought home, you tried to save like half of it right. or a percentage of it. Right. Slowly, slowly. Right. But every, but I feel like guys, they, they're supposed to be the CEO. Yes. That's yes. a problem. So, okay. So let's talk about age though. Okay. So that's is a, to me a very young mindset. Right. And so I think if you're 21, 23, 25, yeah. But when you turn 35 and above. Well, but don't you think it's like when you're, what, 30, it's hard. You're going to, no experience, still got to start at the bottom. The older you get, the more embarrassing it is to start over at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, they don't want to do it. Right. Because we talk about that entitlement. Yeah. Because you, you start or you don't start at all. Hey, or, you know, I'm watching these music videos and I want to be the next beat. I have a great idea. I'm going to be the next beat Diddy. I'm going to be the next Jay-Z. I'm going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. I'm going to be the next Jeff Bezos. I'm going to start out as on my garage. No. Some of us, most of us have to start from the bottom. So, you know, I, I, I guess for me, what's why, why is it in this generation that women seem to have their shit together more than men? That's my question. Across the board. Across the board. It's, it's not a race thing at all. Black women is very no, pronounced. No, you're but, right. You're right. But I, I think I think women, we're so desperate to be with someone. We're so desperate. Obviously not me and you. True. Because we ain't paying nobody else's bills. Hey. Hey, I'm proud of it. <laughs> They're so desperate to not be single that they are just willing to just be a man who does not work. So, so as long as they can say... Well, it's not just not work. So you can work and be terrible with your money. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, but I think, I think having a husband, they get some validation of having a husband yes, yes. and a boyfriend. Like yes. that validates you. Uh, society validates you. Right. It's an accomplishment right. to be married. Right. I remember when I was dating a guy in Westchester, my mother said, I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was strange. Mm-hmm. Like you're proud because right. I'm found someone you're not right. proud because everything I'm, you've accomplished. Yeah, I did. like I'm, I'm living in New York I'm actually right. making shoes like I want right. to do I, right. I'm fearless about traveling anywhere right. like you're but this a guy right her hope of having grandchildren like right. she's proud of that I right. thought that was odd yeah Thank God my mom's not like that at all. Thank you, Jesus. Well, like my mom never gives me a hard yeah. time yeah. about oh you need to settle down. Yeah. But when when I when she heard I had a boyfriend, she was mm-hmm. like, oh, thank God. Right. I'm like, what? Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So it does value. And you know, it's like, well, and then when you reach a, reach a certain point, it's like, why are you so single? You're so nice. Yeah. yeah. Like obviously something's wrong yeah, with you. Exactly. All the time. Yeah. It's like, are you gay? No. Right. I'm just, I know. I'm, I know. And so I was like, listen, if I were out the closet and if I were, if I were like, if I were in the closet, I need to come out the closet. I would probably not be single. Cause there's not gay people out yeah. here in New York. Come on. 
that's not the issue. Yeah. It's not pride. Happy Pride, everyone. Yeah, happy Pride. Week. Happy Pride. <laughs> love. What is it? Acceptance matters. Uh, love matters. Oh, love. It's all. too many. Too many. A lot of LGBTQ. It's, it's like too much. Happy Pride, everyone. Yeah, Pride. I forget what it is. Love is all. Love all. <laughs> I don't know. It's love. Something. Love is love. Love is love. I think that's what it is. Love is love. Love is single. Woo! So um, yeah, I wouldn't have any problem. I was gay. I haven't had a girlfriend or said it. That's not my issue. The issue is yeah. that, unfortunately, I'm heterosexual and this generation, you know, oh, you know what? These boys, these men are just insufferable. Go on any of these apps. It's yeah. like you you don't know. And then when you meet guys, it's, I mean, honestly, I think the key, truth be told, anyone who's young, lock them down in college. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody said that. I remember a lady, she got in a lot of trouble for mm-hmm. saying that, but she said, you need to find your spouse in college. Yeah. And that's that's where you find the best catch. Yes. yes. Lock them down in college. That is the honest to God truth. Right. Lock them down in college, maybe one to two years after that. Yeah. But after that, it's a shit show. Real talk, after you're 25, it's a shit show. Um, yeah, because if, like, okay, if you went to, like, a small, well, like a Southern college like me, they don't know what's out here. They don't right. know all the treats, all the, all the options. They just know like this nice little girl that they mm-hmm. got with. And they're happy with that. But once you go to somewhere like New York or LA, you see like options. Yeah, but it's options, not. If you're options, at NYU, options. lock them down there, girl. If you're at Stanford, lock them down there too. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter where you are. Lock them down before you're 25. Yeah. Because it's actually much harder afterwards. Oh, I agree. It's harder to meet them. And then guys, the longer that they're single. And it's just a bigger dating pool. They're weirder. I'm going to say the longer they're single, like the older they are single, they're weirder. Because they've been used to going through life without commitment. Okay. Now, what does that say about us? I said men. Because it's a different different dynamic. It's a different dynamic. Won't that apply to us? No, it's a different dynamic. I said last last episode's entitled "Men Are from Mars, Women from Venus." It's different, different. Vibe. We're not we're we want equality, but it doesn't mean that we are the same. It's not the same. Like I just because I want you to pay me equally for doing the same work doesn't mean that we are the same. Doesn't mean I behave as a man. I think that we are genetically different. Right. I think there are behavioral differences. We're also socialized very differently, mm-hmm. so it's not the same. Women, a lot of times, you know, we're the first generation or the second generation, one and a half, who are like really independent you're, in, yeah. you're able to go get your education work be on your own you know and not be stigmatized for right. the most part right. right for this it's the for the first generation and men have just not caught up with that so a lot of times when you're a single woman uh these days you know you're trying to establish yourself you want to do well in school you focus you put your head down on that you're always getting warned like don't get pregnant don't yeah. get pregnant da-da. you know so you you're spending all your my, my whole thing you're spending yeah. your teenage years your 20s don't get pregnant my mom you get pregnant you're gonna ruin your life okay so <laughs> like it's like that's ingrained in your whole life so you just yeah. you stay on the straight and narrow you try to go to school you go to grad school you do all these things like things opportunities blah, blah, blah. and you know you have your friends and stuff and it's not always a priority the relationship you date people blah blah but as you get towards that 27, 28, it's really different. You know, yeah. the guys, you know, you're focusing on your education and you're focusing on your career. And, you know, there's, there's discrimination in the workplace as a woman. So you're working really hard to, like, prove yourself mm-hmm. at work. And you don't ever have to, you know, and you also don't want to get pregnant too early or anything like that right. because that could derail your career and everything that you've worked so hard right. for. Right? Men, are not, no man's ever like, 
gosh, I wonder if having a kid's going to change my career. Like, that's not a thought for a man. It's not a thought because it doesn't happen. No one looks down on you. No one puts you on the mommy track when Mm -hmm. you're a guy. So your behavior is different. You can be like doing everything I want and you're going to be out there blurting your fucking skeet skeeting all over. (laughs) Okay. Because you feel like when you're 50, you can settle down. Right. right. Um, And I was reading. And you have a 30 year old to go with it. Yeah. And I was reading a New York Times article where um, it was saying, I had to find it. I meant to text it to you. That sex is too free for men now. That's it. So yeah. they don't want to get married. Yeah, there's no point of getting married now. Because yeah. people got married because of sex. Yeah. There's no point of getting married. Yeah, because no one's holding out. Right. So, and... I mean, you right. might... I guess you could get married if you want kids now, but then that guy's probably going to go with the, somebody maybe, what, 10 years younger than him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, I heard that too. There's no point of getting married. Yeah, then people want to get married yeah. because there's no barrier to sex. Right. So... You, you see that. You see that. Yeah. So I think the behavior is different. So a lot of times you see women and people are like, oh, you're just saying that. No, no, I'm so serious because I know great women who are in their 30s who are single. But the reasons that they are single is very different from the guys who I know who are yeah. single in their 30s. It's very different. The woman I know is because they were focused on education. They were focusing on um, moving forward in their career, establishing themselves. Um, or helping their families out. There are certain things that happen where sometimes you have to go back and you have to help your family because there are different family uh, crises or emergencies that women have to come in and be the caretaker. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Guys who I know who are single in their 30s because they've been ski skiing. Right. Okay, that's it. Well, they're still doing crack. I mean, cocaine. I'm not saying cocaine, cocaine. cocaine. but they're ski skiing. That's all. Um, it's not because of anything of like, important no i the guy that i talk off he he's just uh you know i like him but he was just he's just a child yeah like he, he was like oh what, what did he say i got i got a bmw but they didn't have the one i wanted so i went back and got it like look it's like, just it's just it's just immature right I, okay that's your priority right so you know no romance without finance i want us to be clear about what we mean by that though because people will say you go digging asses yeah. what are what what does that mean to you no romance without finance slim i just you know i i'm self-sufficient mm-hmm. and i would like that person to be self-sufficient mm-hmm. too i've worked very hard and you know i've i didn't have to have everything right like i don't have i don't have to have designer bags or my nails done every week but i built up a good nest egg right. by just living within my means right and I and I would expect that from an adult male, right? Somebody who's smart enough to live with their means. They don't have to keep up with the Joneses. They don't have to impress, right. but just somebody who who is stable. Because I, the one thing that my parents gave me was stability. I, agree. I never had to worry about meals or lights being shut off right. or the rent or moving from place to place. It was always stable. Yeah. And I I think that's so to me. No romance without finance is. You're just looking for stability and that's monetary, emotionally, Mm -hmm. affectionately. It's just stability. And I, I think I bring that to the table and I would hope somebody else, my equal could bring that as well. I agree. Um, I grew up in a very stable home, Mm -hmm. two parent home. Yeah. Uh, My dad worked every day, came in, you know, I, you know, never worried about, like you said, life and stuff like that. So for me, it means the same thing. Right. Honestly, it's stability. It is, um, it's not about, and I want, it's not about what you make. It's not about you making $500,000 no. a year. It's about you being able to manage the wage you have. 
you yeah. being able to support yourself and be self-sufficient within, within what you're making. Mm-hmm. And if and if you want to now be ambitious and make more, that's great. But you need to manage what you have. My grandmother always says, hang your hat where you can reach. Right. Be able to stay within your means, right? And be able to maintain everything with that. That mm-hmm. is super important because that is the stability you need when you're considering, especially if you've waited a long time to have children, right. to have a family. That's what I need. I'm not going to be having eviction notices on the yeah, door I, I, and shit like that. I never, that. I never had to struggle. Right. Like, never struggled. I'm not going to start now. Right. Like my thing, like we're single. Okay. We don't have a man, but we're not struggling. Right. Like if you want to hop up and go to Paris tomorrow, you can probably right. do it. Right. No. Nope. should be going hopefully two months. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. But so I, why why would we want to be with somebody who could bring us down? Exactly. I they would say I could do bad by myself. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yes. And so um that is what it means. And yeah. I think a lot of men who will be in their feelings, that probably means that you're shitting together if you're in your feelings. Yeah, but and I know they say, you know, marriage, good times, but good I don't even know the silly. From yeah, what better better, better or worse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better and worse. But yeah. But a lot of the times you don't have to, it doesn't have to be worse. Like you're going to go through ups and downs, right, right. but you shouldn't bring it on by yourself by trying to ball, right. trying to take carnival cruises to post them on Instagram, trying right. to show off. Like right. there's no need for that. Right. It's self-inflicted, right? right. It's self, yeah. Yes. And yes. so that's yeah. what we're talking about. And so, you know, Gwen to Gemini, so I'm going to say to be on the other side, maybe mm-hmm. a lot of people did not grow up with the stability we had. I, so yeah, they don't know what we're looking for is far into them because they are not familiar with it. Because your parents paid for college, yes. right? Okay. See, my, yeah, you tell all my damn business. Yes, go continue. Well, but my my parents mm-hmm. paid for mine too. Yes. All all of my sisters. Yeah. When you when you come for parents where their priority is to put you through school, yes. So you don't have to worry about it. Your your view on money and how you handle yeah. it is completely different. Yeah. Like you appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, and not, the sacrifices they made. Yeah. They weren't well. My yeah. mom cooks dinner every day. Like it's my parents are not the type of people, you know, they they my dad's very frugal. They live within their means. Right. Um same here. But I do think that a lot of people, even if they had two parent homes and stuff, they maybe had love, but they didn't have the example. Right. And then on top of it, some people are just insecure people. Right. Where for them to feel validated, like there's somebody, they want to uh, spend, 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 spend. Right. And so they don't know how to lay a foundation right. that's required, to, you know, for stability to have a family. Right. So but my thing is like, if, if a guy's concerned about keeping up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. nope, not interested. Keep it I moving. Agree. I agree. I agree. So no romance without finance is very practical. Right. I think anyone who's offended, that means I'm going to say you're probably a fucking loser. Okay. <laughs> Look, um, because you know what? I know what I bring to the table. And again, it's not like I can, I can date men. Right. Listen, shit. I have mostly dated guys who make less money than me. Right. Um, it's not about that. It's about how you manage the money you have. And this goes for the ladies as well. Like, yeah. Prince Charming does not exist. Right. It's not going to come some white guy coming along. Who's a VP of prog development and right. pay up all your overdue credit cards. It's not happening. Right. But listen, okay, look, Gwen has lived that life too. Ooh! And let me tell you, it's not cracked up to mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, yeah, so if you do meet a, date a guy who's a millionaire, which is so crazy to say that I have, but I have. Is um, this the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. It is. Okay. Um, it's not what it's all cracked up to be. So women need to be independent and do what you want 
for yourself. Yeah. Uh, you don't want anyone holding anything over your head. However, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You don't want a guy, especially at a certain age, you know, because it's very different when you're 20, you guys are trying to build together. It's different if you're coming out of college and you're building together and you're growing up together, but we're past that. So I need you to understand that too. Cause they're like, Oh, Steve Harvey. Be like, Oh, you black woman. No, I want this six foot five bowler. You know, you should get the mechanic. Look, 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 nigga. Okay. Listen to me right now. Um, I'm really past that. All right. I am at a particular age in life where I would be a geriatric pregnancy. If I had a child, I am way too past that looking at your potential. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Potential. Have, uh-uh. yeah. potential what, okay. What age is potential? Just at the same 28 is everything for me. See, I think it's 22. You're right. Real talk. If I'm really real about when I look at guys I've dated, shit, you're right. Wait, By that, you right got a undergrad, an undergrad. Yeah, you got a degree. Yeah. Honestly, put your potential to the test. Very rarely do you see, this is a fucked up thing. That's very rare that I've seen someone like, turn their life around later in life. Generally, you're on the trajectory you're on. Yeah. You're just on it. Yeah. So when you're 25, girl, and that motherfucker like ain't about shit, he probably still not going to be about shit 10 years later, girl. Yeah. He's probably not. He's not. Well, you know what? When you you brought to, to mind a story you told me about this woman that you started working with mm-hmm. in her 50s. Mm-hmm. Did you share that story already in your podcast? I did. About okay. she, she, her, she married a doctor and then he, he left her and she, she'd had education, but she stopped working. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. not gonna be me and you. Hell no, hell no. I've worked too hard. I'll tell you about the oh, I'm drinking. We going to <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll tell you guys about the millionaire at the time because I have stories. Um, we'll have millionaire Monday. Yeah, we'll tell you another story. This is no romance about finance. Um, it's yeah, it's just being stable yeah. and bringing stuff. You know, at this point in life, it's not about potential. It's not about growing together. We were past that. We're past that. Yeah, like we you've already grown, past. I'm already grown. We so grown. it's two grown people. Yeah. Like there's no like, oh, we're growing up together. But nigga, I'm old. Okay, so you need to be living your self-sustained life, and I'm living my self-sustained life, and then we're gonna have to figure out how to uh, mesh that and make that work. But we're two fully formed figures. We don't need each other. Right. We're just doing this out of desire to. Uh, for companionship and moving forward, but it's not because like, well, you need me because if you don't, if I, if you're not with me, then you can't pay your rent or they're like, yeah, but that's not like at this point in your mid to late thirties, like if you get together with somebody, the experience should be better because you're, yeah. you're stable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not like, Oh baby, can you help me out with this bill? Yeah. Hell no. Exactly. I can't help you out exactly. with this bill. Exactly. I am not paying off anybody's student loans. Exactly. I'm not doing it. I know. I'm not doing it. I know. But a lot, and, you, and so woman, okay, I'm drinking too, sorry. <laughs> um, you got to be careful about that student loan shit. Because if you get divorced, once you get married and divorced, uh, you will be responsible oh, for no. a piece, a big part hell of it. Hell no. I, I told you before, I'm getting a prenup. Well, so am I. So am I. So I, I wonder, can you prenup debt? Like, if we get divorced, that, pre, that debt yeah, is your? Uh, yeah, well, a prenup, whatever you can put in there. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Problem yeah. solved. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be single. Uh huh. Uh, uh. Yeah, I'm pretty not. I will I'll tell stories. Oh, okay. This is the wrong episode, but I'll talk about the. His nickname is Castle. Okay, Castle. So Castle is the millionaire guy. Mm. That's his nickname, Castle. He had a couple of nicknames. Yeah. Mr. Big, okay. 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 Mr. Big, yeah, right? Yeah. Mr. Big. And we had a conversation about prenups. Okay. Um, and I wanted one. He didn't. But he was the. And he and he yes, he's one yeah. of the millionaire. Yeah. And um, uh, and he didn't. And I was like, mm, bruh. I wonder if he was just saying that. No, he was for real. 
And I was like, bro, you're fucking out. I don't care. I want one. Yeah. I don't care if I had like five cents, 50 cents, $5. Like I earned it. It took took a long time to earn it. I I watched it grow. That's my little nest egg. It might not be much compared to what other people have, but it's still mine. Yeah, exactly. So Uh, I've worked so hard in blood, sweat and tears that you're not getting it. Yeah. I was like, you're yeah. not. I don't care how much money you have. You're not getting it. There's just no way. You're not going to get my 401k. You're not going to get my stock options. You're not going to get shit. So, I agree. No. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, like, that's why y'all two old bitty bitches with your cats. Um, <laughs> okay, we don't have cats. We don't have cats. We have cash. <laughs> no, because I don't want no Nigerian scammer coming after me trying to... <laughs> For ninety day fiance, <laughs> trying to get a K one visa to come to America. No, um, yeah, I just you know I wish this generation. Oh shit, you know, okay, this is too long. All right, uh, okay, we're going to end this episode. This episode, was, this episode was crazy. This one was all. I was oh god, we I don't went know from R Kelly to Trump. We went all over the place. We did not stick to the list. <laughs> we did not right, stick but, to the but list. This is, is this like a common occurrence now? Uh, with you, I was like, me and Kimmy stuck exactly to the list last time. We were shocked. I was like, oh my god, we did every single one on the list. But uh, you and I went so off. But it's all good. You know, listen, Slim is an OG, so it's all good. So anyway, this has been episode 15, No Romance Without Finance. If you have comments, uh, you can comment again on Instagram at Gwen Gab with G-W-E-N-G-A-B-W-I-T-H. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Gab with Gwen, G-A-B-W-I-T-H, Gwen, G-W-E-N. Also on iTunes and SoundCloud, Gab with Gwen. Make comments, rate me on iTunes, but only give me five stars. If you don't like this, I don't care. I still want you to give me five stars. You can text me or write comments about me being shitty someplace else, but still put five stars. Thank you. (laughs) So this has been Gwen. And this is Slim. And we are out. Bye, guys. Bye.